All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, wintry Wednesday. How are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Live on Orders Nation YouTube and uh, Facebook online at sports1440.ca. Uh, also on the uh, Stingray iHeartRadio or Radio Player app. If you're uh, joining us, maybe you're at home, listening to the office. We love it. Wherever you're listening, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, the Gregor Show, as always, is presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where, of course, the excitement of the game, you can uh, make it a little bit more exciting. If you like, and, uh, prop bets, odds boosts, and, of course, Lotto 649 Wednesday tonight, 34 million dollars up for grabs nobody won the uh lotto max last night so it's now up to uh, 29 million for friday get all your tickets there one-stop shop at playalberta.ca uh we do have a busy show uh today to get to of course it's uh it's who is it wednesday we'll give you some uh hints on, on our guest who's uh uh played in, in multiple uh countries in europe before uh, uh playing pro in north america right uh, played in germany played in poland now in North America, uh, was uh, named a three-time All-Canadian as well. So we'll get to uh, that guy. There's a few little hints for you coming up today at uh, 3 o'clock. Also, uh, Mike Rupp, as always, will be by. We'll hear from Speck, uh, Paul Sir, talk a little uh, hoops. We have uh, Jeff Merrick from uh, Roger Sportsnet stopping by. Uh, Tyler Yaremchuk with the uh, Oil Report and uh, we'll talk about the Edmonton Orders, who have uh, won 14 games in a row. They are the uh, only the seventh team ever to win 14. If they can defeat the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night, 
which, hey, the Blackhawks are not very good. They're in Seattle tonight. They will play tomorrow in Edmonton, their third game in four nights in the second half of a back-to-back against the Oilers team, who is simply more skilled. Uh, the odds are pretty good that the Oilers could become the fifth team to win 15 in a row. And then you wonder, can they can they have the perfect January and win their 16th game against Nashville on uh, Saturday? So we'll get to all of that, but I know it's a sports show, but um, I, I think we... We, I like to realize sports is, is part of human life. It's not the only element of humanity. And, uh, of course, the, uh, the story today that's, uh, it's in the sporting world, but I think it's fair to say that it impacts us on a real life is the, uh, the, the London police have, uh, have five players who've been given time to report to, uh, London. And, uh, there's going to be a, a criminal investigation into a 2018 alleged sexual assault. It occurred in June of uh, 2018. Hockey Canada was uh, having a celebration. Uh, it included the uh, the World Juniors team that won uh, five months earlier. And, uh, you know, there was lots of people getting the uh, Order of Canada that night, including Ryan Smith. And uh, some players from that team uh, went out uh, on uh, Richmond Street in uh, in London and to the uh, bar, Jack's Bar. And if you want to read a story from uh, Katie Strang with the help of Dan Robson and Ian Mendez, uh, it's a real deep dive investigative journalism piece about uh, you know the allegations of what occurred that night involving a player and his teammates and a young woman who is uh, 20 years of age. And now there was a, there was a, a payout from Hockey Canada from this incident. So, you know, I think any suggestions that there's people that are completely innocent here is probably wrong. To what extent happened? Well, it, you know, unfortunately, probably a little he said, she said on, on what occurred that evening. But it's really a root of something in our society that is a lot deeper than just in hockey. I, I know a lot. It's, it's easy to want to say, oh, it's hockey culture. Well, hockey culture is hockey culture different than societal culture. That's what I always that's what I always ask, because I can tell you, and I'm sure people listening. We'll, we'll just go through the odds: one in three girls, one in six boys are sexually assaulted. Think about that for a second: one in three girls, one in six boys. And guess what? It doesn't happen just from athletes. It happens from all walks of life. Okay, sadly, some people endure it in their own home, from family members, from friends, from acquaintances of their parents. The, the This is a real situation that I believe we don't talk about enough in society because most people do not want to hear the details because they're disgusting. To think about what some people will do to young kids, young adults, fellow human beings without their consent is deplorable. It's disgusting. It's inhumane. And sadly, it happens regularly. It's happening right now. Sadly, there's probably somebody listening to this show right now who is a victim of sexual assault. And it's ongoing. And they're scared and they don't know how to get out. And for those people, 
offer you my deepest condolences. Please tell someone and hopefully, and you know what? If someone tells you, listen, okay, one in three women get sexually abused. One in six boys get sexually abused. Now, I know people, yeah, but what about these? You know, they, they love to throw Duke lacrosse. Okay, so that's, you know, the studies are like seven in a thousand allegations are false. Okay? And you know what? Instead of always reverting to that, why not say, so that means 993 are happening. That's just out of a thousand. So why don't we punish the 993 deplorable humans that are doing it and then the seven who are falsifying it let's go after them equally i have no problem with that i'm fine but please don't be ignorant to want to focus on the infinitely smaller number of false accusations than the ones that are actually being abused okay it's disrespectful and it's a big issue in our society. Now, I know people are, Gregor, it's a sports show. Stick to sports. Well, this happened in the sporting world, people. Okay? And everybody says stick to it until it happens to them or somebody in their family. And then you wish more people talked about it. That's our problem. Everybody's scared. I'm not sure why. I've sat down. I could tell you horror stories. Would never name the names of the people. I had a really good friend. He got sexually abused, raped, in fact, let's use the proper term, raped by a lawyer. She worked in the courts. She had been in courts. And the reason she didn't want to tr- press charges is because she's seen what happens when you go to court. And they put the they put the victim on the stand. Well, you wore a high skirt one night and maybe you slept with someone four years ago. Maybe, maybe you had a threesome four years ago. Does that mean you were... Uh, you should have been raped. No, it doesn't. Right? Or another really close friend of mine who got, and if there's any kids listening, I'd recommend maybe, well, no, you know what? They probably should hear this as long as they're not too young because it's important. And it's in society and you need to talk about it with your sons and your daughters because you don't want them to be the victim and you sure as hell don't want them to be the perpetrator. And if we don't talk about it, and discuss it openly, how's it ever going to change? Because it's not improving. Okay? It's not improving. Look at the numbers. It's not improving in society. Don't get on your high horse and be like, oh, yeah, it's only happening in junior hockey. Give me a break. Right? And, and don't use the excuse of, well, you know, you're young, you make bad decisions. Give me a, Trust me. There's, there's parents, grandparents, sadly, who are the ones who are perpetrating this on their own people. So it's not an age thing. It's a power issue. And it's a major problem in our society. And I I get upset and frustrated when you think about why people do this. And you know what? Can good people make a bad decision? Maybe. Maybe they can. Some do. But there's different levels of bad decisions. We've talked about this all the time. And, and to, to pull it into a sporting analogy... The Edmonton owners used to have 10 star giveaways. Now they kind of limit it. Last night was probably the first time in a while we've seen them with some glaring giveaways. But for the most part, they eliminate. They make mistakes. They're twos and threes. They're not tens. So guess what? Sexually abusing someone, raping someone, that's like a 50 out of 10. Okay? This is not, uh, oh, geez. 
I made a wrong decision. Okay? And I'm, I'm, I'm tired of our unwillingness as a society to want to talk about it and address it. And more importantly, believe the victims. Like I said, there are a small percentage of people who, and, and those guys and gals, more guys who get falsely accused, you know what? The people that falsely accuse them, they should be the ones then who pay a significant price. 100%. Because you're trying to ruin someone's reputation life. I have no problem with that. But not first. How about we actually do something? And, and it's gonna co- it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of change. Our court system is not set up whatsoever in a way, because you, you sit I've sat in there, trust me. I went into court, I did it a few times just because I wanted to experience it, and it was awful. You see the person who's being raped and they're up there having to explain why they dressed a certain way. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I've seen lots of women in uh, long shirts, tight skirts. Doesn't mean I want to rape them. That's not an excuse. Stop it. It's not an excuse. So have the conversation. I don't care if you're a parent. You're, if you're a coach, because pack mentality is a reality. Okay, it's reality. Some people are followers. This, this is not new. It's not an insult, but it's true. So discuss it with your teams if you're a coach. Especially when you're a coach at, you know, obviously U9 doesn't need to have it. More so when they're older. And talk about it, men and women, boys and girls. Because if we don't ever address it, it's not improving. And you know what? It's great if this victim gets, um, you know, justice for her. Good. I think every victim deserves justice. But I find it interesting how there's so much more interest from people on, you know, five people that are good at hockey. They're good at hockey. Are they good at anything else? Whereas you will have cases that involve people in your neighborhood who go to your school and we don't talk about it. Well, geez, I've heard about that, but geez, I don't want to, you know, and I understand it. It's hard. It is, it is not a fun conversation when you actually go in depth on what rape is on someone, especially when it's on children. But I don't care if it's child. You're, you're 18, 24, 34, 40 year old woman who gets raped. You're a, a man, a boy who gets raped. I don't care what your age is. It's awful. And I'm not going to sit here and not discuss it because we're on a sports show because it happened in sports. And it happens every day in our society. The numbers don't lie. Talk to anybody who's who's in the... Uh, there's so much that never gets public. And, you know, there's a lot of mental health challenges for for officers who have to see this and deal with it and nothing comes from the perpetrators. Right? Uh, talk to people who, who work at Little Warriors, a fantastic facility that deals with young children who have been sexually abused. And some of them still have to live in the household where it happened. How do you think that goes over? Knowing their uncle, father, mother, grandfather, grandmother, aunt, neighbor, is a sexually abusing a child. Right? It doesn't matter what the age is. We need to stop being scared to speak up. It's the only message I have today. I...
you know, the, the, the victims around who are listening right now, I think about you. I hope you're doing okay. You know, the victim in this case, in the allegedly, hopefully it works out for her. And the families of the perpetrators, because I can tell you, right? You're a parent, sibling of someone who maybe has never shown you signs of that because you don't really 100% know. I don't know. Now, maybe, you know, there are some people who are born into it because, you know, they've suffered abuse themselves. But there's even that's an excuse because there's lots of people who break that cycle. Either way, there's a lot of pain that comes from this. And hopefully there's a lot of learning that comes because enough's enough. There needs to be more conversations and they're going to be difficult conversations. And especially if you have a teenage son or daughter, it should be a conversation in your house about how to respect other people. No means no. And you should have the self-confidence. You should never have to do that to another human being ever. Drunk's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Okay. Been drunk thousands of times in my life. Never been like, oh, I think I'm going to abuse someone now. It's a cop out. Let's stop using it. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk sports. Uh, there's lots to talk about. Order fans should be excited. Chasing a record. We'll get to that and more on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440, live in Orders Nation, YouTube. 220. Wednesday afternoon, Sports 1440. Jason Greger Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. we got uh, lots and lots of uh, text to get to. Uh, we'll get to uh, all of those. But uh, first, we're going to get to our uh, oil report. Brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. Uh, big uh, shout out as they just won their 13th Excellence Award. In uh, overall sales, the new and uh, certified uh, pre-owned, as well as uh, in their customer service. Because, hey, you can get a good car from lots of places, but customer service and the uh, service when things go wrong is what's going to separate you and keep you coming back. And people keep going back to VolvoCarsEdmonton.com. As we uh, welcome in Tyler Iremchuk from uh, Oilers Nation. Uh, Oilers players have the uh, day off Today, as uh, they are celebrating, well, probably not celebrating, but uh, 14 consecutive wins for the Edmonton Orders. Uh, last night, Stuart Skinner was the best player for the first 40 minutes, and then his uh, teammates kind of uh, woke up. Although I will say, uh, the Orders easily could have had three goals in the first period as Columbus just kept passing the puck into the slot right on the tape of uh, Evan Bouchard, but uh, the Orders were unable to capitalize. It was not, it was not a pitcher-perfect first 40 minutes for the Edmonton Orders, but uh, they found a way to win again. And it's amazing, Tyler, how much dominant they are in the third period. They've outscored teams 26-6 to in the third period during this 14-game run. Yeah, and another crazy thing is uh, the play of Stuart Skinner in the third period specifically is unreal. I had my co-host Liam go and do some research on this. Stuart Skinner has something like a 996 save percentage or a 960 save percentage in the third period alone during this winning streak. It's crazy. He's only allowed like three third period goals in his last 12 starts. Like how his ability to, and I, there have been games where he gives up a goal early on. Think about like Montreal. He gave up that goal, bang, right on. And then locked it down for the rest of his game. Like he just feels like obviously physically he's playing well, but mentally he just feels like he's in a great spot where he gives up a goal. And me as a fan watching the game, I'm not sitting there being like, oh boy, that might rattle him. It's like, oh no, he's going to be fine. Stuart Skinner will get back into his zone. Like 
nothing can rattle this guy right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's true. He has uh, he has looked better. Uh, he did admit he was a little tired after the second period in the in the game last night. Got a lot of action in the second period. It was all over the place. Like not just a lot of shots, but having to go side to side and post to post numerous times. So you get a little fatigued, and you know his teammates. I don't know if they saw him huffing and puffing or not, but uh, either way, they woke up in the uh, in the third period. And man, Chris Knobloch right now. That was the first game we've seen in this winning streak where he really juggled his lines a little bit in the in the third period which hey I understand it worked he uh, you know he moved up Holloway with McLeod and that line scored and the Kane line scored like all the three lines that he juggled together all scored yeah not only did that Holloway McLeod Brown line find a way to score but they were dominant in that game they spent basically all their time in Columbus's zone they outshot them five to nothing in three minutes and 46 seconds of ice time together that trio looked really good and I know there's a lot of talk about like oh could Dylan Holloway maybe be a center solution for this team but after watching the way he seemed to click with McLeod and Brown I'm wondering if maybe you don't just run that back to start the game against Chicago and say you know what Dylan Holloway as much as we want to experiment with you as a centerman for a while to know what we have ahead of the deadline right now in the moment he might be best playing on McLeod's wing yeah I don't know man he likes center I, I like Holloway at center you can move him up a little bit there's probably a little bit more chance for ice time but uh, I, I've liked his I've liked his play at center ice uh, a lot right now and so uh, I, I think when um, you know Corey Perry comes back I think what I like about it and did you notice even late in the second period and the coach has done this before he doesn't like guys sitting out too long and he actually put a Holloway instead of Hyman and Kane with Drysaddle and McDavid after a, a penalty kill in the, late in the second period. And so, you know, there's just little things. Knobloch t- seems I could see why he become a player's coach very quickly because he really doesn't like guys sitting out for extended period of times in the course of a game. Like sometimes it's unavoidable based, you know, if there's a rash of penalties either way and you're not on the penalty kill or the power play. But if you watch after a penalty kill, he likes to get the other six forwards who aren't PKers out in the next two shifts. And after a power play, the same thing. Yeah, hard. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. And I, I love that he doesn't do the thing where someone has stabled the bench. Like when Holloway came up, I had some people be like, oh, they're bringing him up to play him five minutes a night like they did earlier in the year. And it was like, well, one actually right before he got hurt, he was playing like 13 minutes a game for a couple of nights. Um, but also Chris Knobloch doesn't seem like that kind of a coach. He also brought up the whole McDavid and Drysaddle going together thing. And that's one of the areas I've loved about the way Knobloch's handled his lines is, you know, towards the end with Jay Woodcroft, as soon as the Oilers were down in a hockey game, it was 97 and 20 together and most of the time it was for the rest of the time the rest of the hockey game he stapled them together and now Knobloch even in the games they've been losing he he'll go to it but only as almost like a tactic to throw off the other team and throw off their matchups or maybe because he sees something in the matchups like there's an icing or their best players were just out there for a power play now they're off I'm gonna throw my best guys on there because we just finished a penalty kill the way he handles McDavid and Drysaddle as a duo I think is so much more effective than the way they were handled at the beginning of the year under Woodcroft. I think it'll make a big difference in the in the long run, even if right now there's not a lot of direct examples of those two teaming up for a goal. I have to think that Calvin Pickard is going to start tomorrow. It, it makes sense. Can't have Skinner start every game. And, uh, you know, so you go with Calvin Pickard tomorrow, Chicago's third game in four nights. Uh, and Chicago, they kind of gave it to the orders earlier, uh, this month, right? When, uh, Edmonton won the game and I had, had two goals called back and then Hyman actually missed a wide open net as well. Would have the hat trick, but, uh, <laughs> ended up with no goals that game. Edmonton only had 15 shots. I just, I would think the orders, 
Like, eventually they're going to lose, and I don't get too upset if they lose the game, but, like, losing to Chicago is just different. Like, you lose to Nashville, I'm like, all right. You lose to Vegas, all right. But to me, it would be disappointing if the streak ends in a loss to Chicago. Yeah, especially when you look at all the other circumstances. Like, yes, the Hawks, not a good team. Obviously, no Connor Bedard. Since December 1st, there's only one team in the NHL averaging under two goals a game. And as you could probably guess, it's the Chicago Blackhawks, 1.85 goals per game. Second worst in the league is Washington at 2.28. So this Hawks team cannot score. They're going to be playing the second of back-to-backs on the road. So again, some fatigue should play a factor into this as well. This is a slam dunk start Calvin Pickard kind of night, especially when Stuart Skinner comes out and says, I was kind of gassed after the first 40 minutes. Like if I'm a coach, that's automatic. Like, yeah, should probably give this guy a night off. So it seems pretty cut and dry. Pickard tomorrow, you should be able to roll over a Blackhawks team that is not good and should be coming in a little bit tired. And then you head into the weekend to take on Nashville, which is going to be really, really exciting if the streak is still alive for that home game on a Saturday afternoon. Tyler Ramchuk joins us. You look at uh, at the orders, and as they get closer, you know when they come back uh, out of the uh, All Star slash bye week, it'll be basically a month, right, uh, from then until the uh, the trade deadline on March eighth. Uh, basically, I think it's thirty two days, in fact. But I look at this team, and you know, there's like, re- what do you think's a realistic trade? Like, do you even think they need goaltending, or do you think they have enough? Within the organization that, uh, you know, you've got Pickard, uh, Campbell's, I know it's the American League, but that's how Pickard got called up because he played well in the American League. And I look at Campbell and say, you know what, maybe they look to to try to get a second line right winger, um, maybe see if there's this, you know, first pair right defense, but I'm not sure there is, but maybe there is. Uh, and look at that instead. What would you do? Yeah, I agree with, I, I saw your take floating around about the idea that there's not the Ekholm, a right shot version of Matthias Ekholm available right now. I, I like Chris Tanev, but he is not right shot Matthias Ekholm to me. If that, if a player like that becomes available, yes, that becomes your number one need. I'm not big on the goaltending thing anymore. I, people were t- writing into my show today saying, Oh, do the, should they go get flurry? Go give up whatever it takes to get flurry. And I'm going, why? Like best case scenario is he's probably sitting on your bench because Stuart Skinner's your starter. Like, I get wanting some insurance and people are saying, well, how would you, how could you be comfortable if you're the Oilers with the idea of Calvin Pickard potentially starting a playoff game for you? And it's like, man, do you think Vegas was entirely comfortable with the idea of Aiden Hill starting a playoff game for them? Like goaltending is a weird position. I'm with you. I think top six right wing is the slam dunk spot for this Oilers team to go address ahead of the deadline. Is there an obvious name out there? I think Jake Gensel's probably too expensive, both financially with his cap hit and with the assets. But one name that's interesting is if the New Jersey Devils don't get back into the race by the deadline. I know they're in the race. So I shouldn't say back into it. But if the Devils fall out, what about Tyler Toffoli, Gregs? Yeah. 4.2 million bucks, 20 goals, right winger, playoff guy. Like that style of player is who I'd want. Because if you get him at 50% retained, you can fit him in. Well, 50% is still two mils. So you got to, you know... Like, and I wonder what's, yeah. to, what's to fully going to cost? You know, do you bring in a third team that, you know, they take a million or whatever it is at that, that, and then it's not an actual million in dollars at that point, you know, cause it's all based on what's left in the season. Is that worth a fourth? Cause I, I think Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Minnesota to take what they took of his salary last year, got a fourth rounder for him just to take the salary. So, you know, it would be that. And then whatever you think Tyler to is he a second? I don't think he's a first. Um, you know, is, is he worth a second rounder? Eh, 
Probably like there's, you know, there's definitely some options there for him. Like he's a guy I've looked at A's one, you know, he's got the cup pedigree. He's produced in the playoffs. You know, he isn't the fastest guy, but I don't think Edmonton really needs more speed. I think Edmonton has enough speed up and down their lineup. But uh, if you could add another guy like that, it's, it's at least take, it's worth taking a look at. And, you know, you probably have to dive deeper into, I know he just scored a hat trick the other day against Vegas. So, you know, he can still produce. So it is, he, he's an interesting one to me for sure. Yeah, and I wonder too, like New Jersey, we we know they need help on the blue line. And I don't know where you come out on this, but there has been talk of the idea of, hey, maybe you, if you need the cap relief, move out of Brett Kulak. And then when you go get a depth defenseman, they just split that third pair duty with Philip Broberg. Like, what about a good old fashioned hockey trade, Gregs? What if New Jersey's in there saying, hey, we need a D-man. If you're willing to give us Kulak and maybe a mid-round pick, we'll eat some money on Toffoli to make it work from your perspective. And two teams that are in the hunt can help each other out. Yeah, my my concern for the Oilers is offense has never been what they've lacked in the playoffs. Um, it's giving up too many goals. And Brett Kulak for the last two years in the postseason has been really good. Like his numbers are off the charts good. And so if you trade him, then I assume you're you're going to promote Broberg. And maybe he's ready, but eek, I, I'll, me personally, when I've seen how this team loses, I'd rather go into it Without a, you know, a little bit of concern in my second line right wing rather than concern in, in, in one of my six defensemen. Yeah. And that's why I always, whenever I have this conversation, throw in the caveat that like you'd have to go get another veteran left hander who, you know, isn't as expensive as Brett Kulak, presumably then wouldn't be as good as Brett Kulak either. But again, with the cap savings, maybe there's a way to make a couple of moves where the first one looks like you're sacrificing a good piece, but then you go get a veteran seventh defenseman and you go, okay, we are still confident in our blue line. And we got this big upgrade to our second line into Foley or someone like that. But I agree. I'd, I'd be cautious about trading Brett Kulak. I don't think it's just a straight cap dump that you can do, dust your hands off and go, okay, we're still going to be all right. Cause he, he was just on an incredible run where he just wasn't getting, they weren't getting scored on when he was on the ice. Yeah, I know. Like uh, it's amazing. And you know, him and Vincent DeHarnay, they, they've really like you look, and I understand they're not playing against the elite of the elite. They don't have to be. Right. But in their role and how they're being used, they've been exceptional. It's like Matthias Janmark. Matthias Janmark hasn't been on the ice for a goal against five on five in this streak. Now, he doesn't have a goal. I understand that. But he hasn't been on the ice for a goal again. So he's still, I think, plus four or five at five on five. And so when you can have a hundred percent goal four percentage over 14 games and not and not score a goal yourself. You know what? You're doing something well defensively. And so Yanmark is one of those guys when I watch him, like I just don't see him make mistakes with the puck. He he doesn't wow you offensively. But I ask any fan to say, can you think of the time that Matthias Yanmark made a defensive play that had you go or a decision with the puck? You said, what are you doing? Like that's he's just very good at not beating himself. Yeah, and I always had wondered about him and what it'd be like to play with him because you hear, like, whenever there's an emergency, Yanmark seems to be the piece that gets floated up to play with McDavid or Dreisaitl. And it's like, I don't think that's just a coincidence or a coach doing it. I think it's because the guys view Yanmark as a dependable piece on the ice. Like you said, he doesn't make mistakes. He's a very predictable player, and I would imagine that's very easy to play with. Yes. Well, players always talk about it all the time. Uh, you have a smart guy who knows where he's going. It makes, uh, it makes life much easier. Uh, a few things around the league, uh, Ty. You look at the uh, Canucks. First of all, where do you come out on the metallic helmet? I love the metallic blue that the Canucks are donning tonight. 
Okay, so the Oilers have those navy blue, the all navy blue jerseys, which I know they're apparently not wearing after this season. But those might look kind of cool with an orange metallic yes, helmet. Yes, dude. On them. Thank you. The metallic orange from Edmonton, I think, would be unreal. Now, granted, I like bright colors, so I'd be curious how what the fans think of. I know, like Vegas has it, LA has the silver ones. Now, Vancouver's getting their their blue ones, and I like. I watched them in practice today. I saw the video. I was like, ooh, those are pretty sharp. I, I, I would be. I would like the orange my myself i'm i'm curious uh what people would think because now it's unfortunate helmets aren't necessarily you know i don't see a lot of helmets being purchased right like it's different than a jersey but yeah. i would i'd be uh, you're reading my mind man i'm all over the metallic orange so if the oilers get metallic orange helmets maybe we can get you some metallic orange glasses for game day you can rock those on the show <laughs> i actually do have a pair of orange glasses funny enough they're uh, they're pretty I, bright but they're not I should have seen that coming. they're not metallic though they uh so uh you know what hey i uh I'd be hard. Trust me, it took me a long time to find my uh, my bright green uh, um, kind of neon ones. So uh, and I have neon green and blue. So I'd, I'd be all over it. I, uh, um, you know, thankfully I get to change my hairstyle again because um, it's uh, it's pretty brutal. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow when I have to uh, um, go to the rink with uh, no toque on as part of the uh, deal, which won't be uh, good because it's going to be a scary day for a few people tomorrow. Uh, probably more them than me. Yeah, but it's the last big hurdle for you to clear, and, God, and, and then we're wait. done. I keep I was thinking about this because I walked by the studio the other day and saw it. And I'm like, man, when you finally shave it off, are you just gonna look at all the hair around you and be like, Ugh. I can't believe this? It's gross. Like, <laughs> it's the worst look for me. Um, no, I just I'm like, uh, I can't believe. I, you know what? Hey, I'm a man of my word, so I kept my promise. The worst part was there was it was not a bet. I want to clarify that it was no bet because there was nothing I could gain. That's what a usually when you have a bet. There's something you can win yeah. or something you lose. There is, there is nothing winning about this for me. So, um, that's what I don't, you know, I don't like, and it's self-inflicted, so I can't blame anyone. So I, I will be very much excited about that when it's over. So it's nice. Well, uh, we'll I, see you I tomorrow. Cat food, Greg. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is, yeah, but that's a one-time thing. Right. Like it was yeah, probably funny. five minutes of your life that you're just like, this is the worst. Then you got some scope and rinsed out your mouth. By the way, how did that cat food taste? It was so salty and I like chewed it once and then just swallowed it back. So I didn't even <laughs> process it. So you're right. It's not the same as, it's not yeah. the same as your hair. That no, is but way still eating cat me. food. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a tough yep. one. Um, but, uh, hey, the Bruins, who knew? Just like the Edmonton Orders. So who knew that, uh, since that San Jose loss, uh, how good they've been. So screw you, Orders. Screw you. Ty, uh, have yourself a great day. We'll, uh, see you tomorrow on the run now. Yep. See you, Greg. That's uh, Tyler Remchuk from uh, Orders Nation. What do you think? Would you be all over the metallic orange? Cons, have you seen those Canuck blue helmets? Yeah, it pains me, Gregor, because I've been very outspoken. I thought the Knights and Kings looked awful, but Vancouver's look pretty good. I do like the dark blue metallic. Yeah. So before I, you know, stick my foot in my mouth and say I hate the idea of a orange metallic helmet for the Oilers. I'll have to wait and see it because the Canucks one actually does look pretty clean. It does. Like, yeah. like I was like, wow, like it really looks good. So, and I know it, it's going to pain some Warner fans because they load the Canucks and I understand it. So try to, if you want, pretend it's not a Canuck helmet. It's just the blue helmet. Does that change? But I'm curious about the orange, man. I could, uh, I would be very intrigued to see that. But again, I'm someone who likes the, uh, the bright colors. So I guess uh, some won't and that's totally fine. Like, I do like, I think Vegas is, actually, I like the silver of L.A. better than Vegas. So, um, like, Vegas was first. Now L.A.'s come. Now, it seems like they're getting better a little bit. And uh, I could think, like, 
It could almost, I guess, make metallic in almost any color if you really want to. Like, like Nashville, oof, that might be a tough one. But you know, who knows? Maybe the metallic yellow would be awesome. I don't know. I'll say this, though. the Because uh, it's like the Dallas Stars. They're neon jersey. My son saw him for the first time the other day. And uh, he was watching the highlights, and he's like, Dad, look at those. Like, those ju- kids love it. Those Stars jersey, man, I love it. I love that jersey. That, the Stars, and uh, the Minnesota Wild, when they use their retro Minnesota North Stars, that jersey is sick good. Sick good. I love it. Uh, when we come back, uh, Jeff Merrick will join us on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, YouTube, and Facebook. Wednesday afternoon. Jason Greger, Connor Halley with you. A uh, reminder coming up in uh, Who Is It uh, Wednesday. Uh, three-time All-Canadian. Also uh, current uh, played pro in uh, Poland as well as Germany. Uh, now back in uh, North America. Uh, will be our guest today on Who Is It Wednesday. And I think will be the tallest guest we've had so far on Who Is It Wednesday. I have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure. Those are the hints, if you think you know it. 833-401-1440. As uh, we're going to get to our uh, insider report brought to you by Action Electrical, and you want to take action on your savings, hey, no better place to go than actionelectrical.net. Remember, you have until March. Because the government has the grant to get solar on your residence, but it ends in March. That's 5600 bucks. It's gone. And all of a sudden, you're like, geez, I was going to wait till April. Well, maybe don't wait. Uh, you get that. I don't know. It's also, uh, for your commercial residence, um, you can have a 10-year uh, interest-free loan as well, if you're looking for that. That can help you out. At- Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like, what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. ActionElectrical.net is uh, from uh, Roger Sportsnet and a uh, co-host of uh, 32 Thoughts, a podcast, uh, Jeff Merrick. Joins us. Jeff, welcome back to the show. How you doing? I'm um, doing good. It's driving back from the gym with my son, who's uh, torn up like a bad report card now. 
Oh, jeez. How old's your son? <laughs> uh, okay. Do you want me to answer that as a human being or as a douchey hockey dad? <laughs> a human being, sure. Uh, uh, he's 12 years old. Okay, there we go. Nice. Nice. The, the, the douchey hockey dad would say, uh, he's a 2012 Jason plays AAA with the Ajax Pickering Raiders. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, hey, how is the, how is hockey in Ajax? What's the, what's the population of Ajax? Good. Jeez, uh, I mean, we're a little bit north. I mean, we're, we're an import on the team. So okay. I don't know how many people are in Ajax. Probably... I don't know, a hundred thousand, maybe a hundred and twenty-five. Okay. I mean, we're in Stovall, so that's population forty-four thousand. Uh, he plays on an APR team coached by a guy by the name of Danny Minnings, uh, who coached Connor McMichael all the way through his minor hockey. Now, of course, the Washington Capitals. So, Danny's Dan, Danny's good. He's graduated a lot of players to the Ontario Hockey League, and he's done this a thousand times. He takes kids from twelve years old to sixteen, and then he goes back down again. So it's uh, it's it's a good program. Um, you know, it's it's a tough day in the in the hockey world today because you know, well, it's really in, in this in society because it happens in society all the time. And you know, now it's uh, in the in the NHL in, involving some four players who have taken uh, leave leaves uh, from their team, and uh, you know, will be it sounds like reporting to uh, London. And you know, this is obviously going to become a, a criminal case. Jeff, uh, I'm sure you've read the the article that Katie uh, Strang and Dan Robson and Mendez and others, uh, you know, yep. for years. Like, you know, it's been a long time for this. And I like, what, what's the take? We have a you have a son who's 12. Like, he's entering teenagehood. All of a sudden, you know, yeah. uh, hormones and everything are coming. Uh, how do you approach this? And what what do you think's the conversation? What should it be around hockey right now? Uh, I think the conversation around hockey is is one of respect and and you know one of one of behavior. And uh, I think it's also one of you know. Um, Making sure that we don't get carried away with the talent of young hockey players and blinded to the realities of what you're talking about there, which is, you know, young males and hormones and inappropriate behavior. Um, I, I think one of the one of the one of the challenges that I think as a society we have for young men is having having proper respect and proper relationships with, uh, with females. Uh, and I think that gets amplified at the elite sports level. Um, I think that it's every parent's responsibility to ground their children, have conversations with their children. I think this is also true of uh, teams that they go to. I think it's also true of billet families uh, to make sure that that front and center are all these conversations. Uh, and this is got like, like, if there's if there's any silver lining to any of this, you know this entire saga, and we're only at, you know the the as I, as I said today on the radio, we're only at the end of the beginning of this story. There's still much more to come. At least this can learn, this can sort of serve as a sort of you know didactic lesson, I suppose for for young kids growing up and, and going through the minor hockey system. Uh, let's look at uh, you know the NHL itself. You have uh, in Canada right now the three best teams in the league all reside in Canada: the uh, Vancouver Canucks, the Winnipeg Jets, and the Edmonton Oilers. For last, yeah. uh, you know, they've all been dominant teams. Um, how busy do you think those three will be leading up to the deadline? I think that um, I, I don't think any of them are going to be involved in anything massive. I don't think they need to be. Um, I, I think that for them it will be. Like, like I always think that it's sort of you know like there's always like one or two big names that go. I mean, you know this. You've covered this for for long enough, but 
Um, we've seen trade deadline turn into tweak deadline, and I think you'll see that with Winnipeg. I think you'll see that, you know, with Vancouver. The only wild card there is if they can – I mean, the worst-kept secret in the world is, you know, trying to wrestle Jake Gensel out of Pittsburgh. Um, and I, I think the Edmonton Oilers will probably be looking for – a right-shot defenseman. Lately, I've been wondering about Sean Walker with the Philadelphia Flyers ever since Jamie Drysdale uh, showed up. But, you know, probably one defenseman and one forward. Maybe do something uh, with a goaltender, but Stuart Skinner looks kind of great right now. So I don't know that they'll be the friskiest because, you know, quite candidly, barring injury, Jason, I don't think they need to be the busiest team at trade deadline. Oh, gosh, no. I, I would agree with you. I think you can... You can kind of just nibble around the edges a little bit, um, you know. Yeah. Fi- finding, you know. like, like, and I like Sean Walker. I'm still not 100% sold. He's a first-pair defenseman at 5'11 to defend in the playoffs. Like, he's not Makar or Hughes or Fox, and those yeah. guys are, like, elite, so that's my concern. Like, when I look at all the teams who win lately in the playoffs, <laughs> like, in Colorado, one went, and no offense to Gerard, but he was out, and their defense were huge after Taves and, and, and Makar. And so that's, that's yeah. my one concern about Walker. Would he be that fit as a top-pair guy? Because if you play with Darnell Nurse, you play a lot against the yeah. other team's best players. The, the the thing about it, it's a really good point because if you look at the last however many Stanley Cup champions, start with Vegas, go to Colorado, go to Tampa, go to St. Louis, etc., the common denominator is they all defend. Like, we all love skill and everyone's fast and it's fly zone NHL and that's all great. But the thing that we never talk about, ultimately, is the thing that ends up winning Stanley Cups and that's defending well in your own zone. Like, these are, it's not a, it's not a secret. Uh, how you're successful here. Stay healthy, get a little bit lucky, and your team better know how to defend in the playoffs. And ultimately, those are the ones uh, that are successful. Now, the only team, though, that I think that might be able to buck that trend, and that's because of the nuclear missiles, Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, I don't know that you're going to need to have like a Vegas Golden Knight-style defense for the Edmonton Oilers to be successful. Now, that's fair. Right. Uh, well, and we look at like when and the other things about like there's different ways to win. There's no. Oh, you have to have yeah. this. Colorado proved it like their goalies. I'm not going to say non-existent, but 906 and 902 is like the lowest save percentage of goaltending we've seen to win a Stanley Cup in like decades. But they did it yeah. because they could score a lot. So I'm not saying that Emerson's going to do that. I just there, there's different ways. There's some things you would like to have and you, you hope to have. Like if you don't have some goaltending, then you have to have a dominant offense, which Colorado had. Right. And so um, yeah. that's that's the balance for Ken Holland, for sure, especially when you don't have a lot of cap space. But what about the Maple Leafs? Everybody knows they need defensemen, Jeff, and they do have the yeah. LTR move for, for Klingberg. How patient, how long can they remain patient in Toronto? Well, I mean, this is Bradshaw Living's first season. I don't think that, I mean, again, you know, fall, file under worst kept secrets. Um, Bradshaw Living wants to fix his blue line. And if you, and he hasn't liked it from day one. And I think that he's going to be on the prowl you know, now, next season, the season after that, for defensemen. And if you look at if you look at Brad Living's history, he always tries to do one thing. Always tries to do one thing when he makes a trade. He always tries to get a defenseman in the deal. You know, like he's he's been known to make you know bigger trades, and there's always a defenseman generally 
involved in it. Like that's what he is always sort of laser focused on is the blue line. He's very much a, you know, build your team blue line out kind of general manager. So I don't think, I, I don't know that, that tree living thinks that he had the team this year to compete amongst the elite of the, of the NHL. So I think that any move that he makes will probably be um, for players that have term attached. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to go rentals at all. I think if anything, if, if, if only rentals are available, I think the Maple Leafs probably keep their powder dry, figure out what they're going to do with Mitch Marner on July 1st. They're one year away from, from, uh, from John Tavares' contract being up, and if you're going to bring them back, you bring them back at a more manageable number. I know it pains Maple Leafs fans to hear things like this, but I still think that when, you know, Brad Living's not going to get the team that he wants probably for another two seasons. So I think they'll go as far as, you know, I think they'll, they'll go as far as, you know, this team will take him in the playoffs, but I can really see Brad Living keeping the powder dry. The Florida Panthers are pretty good. They, uh, they overcame a lot of injuries early on this season. Uh, there's no question. Um, are they the best team in the East, the Bruins? Because the Rangers, I don't think anyone can say the Rangers are. Their five-on-five is terrible. They just lost to the Sharks, for goodness sakes. But uh, their five-on-five play just isn't good enough. Uh, is Florida the best team, or, or do you lean Boston? Who do you like in the East? Well, it's either Boston or Florida. By the way, speaking of Rangers, did you watch that overtime, the the the, the final goal sequence? Yes. With, uh, with Okay, I counted three, like, not just, like, casual picks. But like Golden State Warriors, like <laughs> open Steph Curry, Jan Ruta was a one-man pick machine. I was talking to one referee today who said maybe you let the first one slide, but there are like two blatant like cross your arms. We're playing, you know, put on put on long shorts and a tank top. We're playing basketball here. Those we all know picks are part of the game. Tampa and Carolina do it better than anyone else. The old Detroit Red Wings did it the best, but man, that was a pick factory. Uh, in that one, um, yeah, it's it's either Florida or Boston. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the top two teams. But having said that, you know, the interesting thing is, and you know, we saw it last night against Philadelphia. We saw it Saturday against the Detroit Red Wings. Every now and then, Tampa reminds us of just how good they can be. And you know, Kucherov with four points last night, he was spectacular. Uh, I still think the play of, play of the week is that give and go between Kucherov and Hedman on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't, I've never seen a guy that big be able to hide. But there was Victor Hedman hiding, and then got to the open spot, and Kucherov got him to it. So my default is Florida and Boston right now. But man, uh, Vasilevsky gets hot. I mean, I I always say it's the fool that bets against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and every now and then, and they're doing it right now. They just kind of remind us. Well, I'm going like a six or seven game rip, and they're kind of doing that now. Well, Kucherov and McKinnon, man, it is a great race for the Art Ross and, oh. and, and the Hart oh. right now. Like they, those two have really kind of separated themselves. Like you know, I'd, I'd never count on McDavid because he, he could go on a on a ripper in the final oh. forty, but he would have to go on a monumental ripper here down yeah. the stretch to uh, to catch those two. And I'm not sure he cares about it that that much realistically. Uh, you know, he's probably enjoying winning uh, more than he ever has here re- recently. But it's it's quite yeah. the season for both McKinnon and Kucherov. Uh, it is, and your point on McDavid is, is is well taken. I think a younger a younger um, a, a younger Connor McDavid may have been a little bit more obsessed about the Art Ross, but his team's on a 14 game winning streak, and all the negativity at the beginning of the season is all gone. And we're not talking about the the Jersey Tuck conspiracy anymore. And is he injured? And is he have extra equipment on his hockey pants that he's hiding? And blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. They're just flat out winning games, and you know what they're doing. They're, they, there's no panic whatsoever. They go down, no problem. You know, like, 
I always try to, rightly or wrongly, Jason, I try to compare this Oilers with the great dynasty 80s Oilers. And, you know, where that dynasty Oilers team, it seemed as if when you scored on them, they got offended. Like, how dare you score on us? And then they'd rip off, like, three goals in two minutes and end the game right there. Like, they would get, like, upset that you had the nerve to score. This Oilers team is fascinating because if you score on them, they're just like, yeah, no problem. We're going to get that back. Like, there's a real... Like, there's a real chill about this team right now on this 14-game winning streak where there's no panic, there's no frustration, there's none of it because they understand just how good they are. They don't panic. And like you saw last night against Columbus, no problem. Third period's coming. We got this. This is easy. This is hockey. We're better than anyone at this thing. That's one of the things that I love about this edition. Quickly, Jeff, for fun, the Edmonton Orders are at 14 games. They play Chicago in game 15, Nashville 16, Vegas would be 17, and then Anaheim would be 18. Do they break the record? Do they come up short? Do they tie it? What do you think? Oh, the only thing I wonder about here is UC Soros. That's, that's, that, that, cause I, I can, I can see them going through everybody else. And Nashville's fascinating. We've seen, I mean, we've seen this team, we've seen so many additions. We, they're like a toilet seat of a stag and doe, up and down, up and down, up and down. But when they're up and Soros is on, he's one of the goaltenders that has the rare ability to actually steal a game. Like, I think the most you can ask a goalie to do is steal two periods. Stealing a whole game is hard, harder than ever, probably, considering it's advantage shooter right now. The only thing that concerns me here for Edmonton is the presence of UC Soros in Nashville. Yeah, except the orders beat up the Preds for fun. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I know yeah, they it's do. It's crazy. I know. But hey, hey you, every all, team is is up for them right now. There's no and question. It's, and it's dry, and it's Drysaddle specifically who just destroys Nashville yeah. on the regular. But as Krusty the Clown once said, you know, betting for the Washington Generals, I thought they were due. <laughs> touche, touche. Jeff, <laughs> thanks for this, man. I really appreciate. it. Have a great day. Thanks, Jason. Be good, pal. It's uh, Jeff America joining us. Uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. Uh, when we come back, it's a Who Is It Wednesday. Uh, very much looking forward to this one. Will be a lot of fun coming up after uh, the comment of Sports fourteen forty update. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling Home. The no payments, no interest for one full year on your furnace. Or, hey Matt, what about today? How many of you today are like, I gotta take my coat off. Soon ice out. It's a beautiful day out. Beautiful day out. And so you might even be thinking AC you can do it. Legacyheating.ca. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 